1: I am Jamie Jennings,
2: and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. I had to think about that for a second. You're in. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Friday, May 26th, episode 3192, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World.
0: It's Friday, and, and another, another weekend, weekend of riding, riding is, a is a few short, short hours away. away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show,
2: Doctor Wendy. I love it when you co-hosted me. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love to come onto Horses in the Morning. I know that you're probably getting paid to say something nice like that. So, <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> oh yeah, the big bucks. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you for joining me today. We're going to talk to Will Grant, and I know you're kind of excited about this. He is a, writing. He wrote a book. And it's not quite out yet, but my 2,000-mile horseback journey into the Old West. It's about riding on the Pony Express, so that should be pretty cool. And, of course, you know, really bad ads. But before that, you know, Dr. Winnie and I, we got to get caught up. you That's I haven't right. talked to you forever. There's so many things to talk about, which mostly none include horses. So hang around for that. Ad daily Winnie number one and
1: wendy go well my daily winnie today is for one of my dear friends and one of our aud- auditors heather schneider and she um just bred her two frisian mares to uh, um well i think they're arabo frisians to uh a fancy Frisian stallion, and she's expecting two adorable Frisian babies next year. Okay, so they're
2: Arab Frisian crosses, so they're breeding to a Frisian, so they'll be like three quarter. I mean, let me do the math three yeah. quarter Frisians.
3: Oh, sorry.
1: Hi, puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my daily winning today is for my dear friend Heather Schneider, who is also an HRN auditor, and she uh, has two Arabo Friesian mares that she bred to a fancy Friesian stallion, and is expecting two babies in the spring. Oh my
2: gosh, Friesian! Is it? Wait, it is spring. Is it? Well, next like, spring. Next. Spring. Next spring. Oh, <laughs>
1: darn, that's too long to wait. I know. There's, Are there's you just little black dots right now? Uh, Are you envisioning making these two babies your future driving pair? Maybe. But Heather, you know, Heather herself, she runs um, a carriage, a commercial carriage operation. She does like weddings and those um, Indian weddings, the Barats. And she does uh, all kinds of commercial carriage stuff. But she's also a combined driver. And so I'm sure that these babies have driving in their future. Because Uh, the, the the mothers and the fathers are all driving horses. That's so cool. That's so cool. You might have
2: like a pair. that get raised together. You
1: know, yeah. perfect, perfect, I know. perfect plans. That's awesome. And with Frisians, people love Frisians for driving because they don't have any markings. So they all match.
2: And they're easy to clean, probably a little bit more than s- scrubbing uh, white yeah. st- stockings. Yeah. But they're also made
1: to be driving horses. That's I the thing know. is, have you ridden a Frisian, Wendy? Oh, yeah, I've ridden a Frisian. My uh, best friend, Karen, who's been on here a couple times, she has Friesians. And when I ride her Friesians, I feel like a superstar.
2: Oh, my gosh. Except for the fact that they're probably the bounciest, most <laughs> uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, Some they of them are, are bouncy. They are like, bouncy, uh, but... The canners are fantastic.
2: So I worked for this guy who did, um, had, uh, his name is Ramon Becerra Ramon's equestrian entertainment. And he would ride a Frisian and drive a black mini in front. And they did like all these cool things. I'm sure you oh, can find them on I've YouTube. I've seen that guy. I've seen yeah. that guy. So what I, I was 19 or 20 when I worked for him and we traveled around and I would warm up the horses for him and he would put me on El Diablo and I would go and big Friesian stallion and, and I would have to trot him for 20 to 30 minutes, just like around an arena. And this is all I would hear. No posting.
0: No
2: No way. I was not allowed to post. On a Frisian trotting for twenty, thirty minutes, and girl, must have been like abs of steel. Girl, I had like vet wrap around my boobs. Mm-hmm. I don't even, like, Let's see how uncomfortable God. we can make it. Yeah, so that's my, my experience riding Frisians. Granted, I love this horse more than anything in the world, but yeah, it was it was crazy. I'm like, yes, they're beautiful driving horses, but whew. I know. I'm I'm probably gonna get hate mail, aren't I, from Frisian people yes. that love
1: to ride them? Okay, yeah, you huh. will. That's okay. And you didn't say anything about their beautiful hair. That's like the number one trait they have. I mean, they're the most beautiful horses in the
2: entire world. (laughs) Duh. Uh, Exactly. All right. My turn for Daily Winnie. Let me dig myself out of this hole. All right. Well, you never know when you're going to need your veterinarian. And Dr. Wendy, are you doing emergency work these days? No.
1: No. Nope. It's acupuncture by
2: appointment only. How much has that improved your existence? It's awesome. (laughs) So if I told you (laughs) that I needed an emergency veterinarian over here uh, right now because
1: somebody's bleeding out, you'd be like, oh, sorry. Sorry. No, I'd be super excited because it's the middle of the day. The ones that you don't like is like, (laughs) you finally make this dinner, right? You spend like, whatever, you make this yummy super dinner. And you're right about to put the first bite in your mouth and the phone rings.
2: Oh, no, I wouldn't have thought Mm. about that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's when you're self-employed. Like, I guess if you work for a clinic, then you've got scheduled people on call.
1: Right. Anyway. But, But, you know, like the emergencies always happen, like, when people go to the barn. So like first thing in the morning and feeding time, right. Mm-hmm. Cause they might not see them. Not everybody's at the barn all day unless, you know, they're, they're, they're trainers. They're at the barn all day. But a lot of people that just like board the horses or have them at home, they get home from work and they're like, Oh my God. Yeah,
2: that's true. And so you're, you're sitting down to dinner and they're in the barn yeah. feeding and they're like, Oh my God, Fluffy's yeah. cogging. Right. Uh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Well, we had an emergency today and I called my vet and, um, she can't come to me, but we're going to be able to take the horse to her, not my horse. So it's it's a, he's going to be fine. It's a minor emergency, but I just love the fact that y'all are available. And I just kind of wanted to say this whole vein is just tell your vet how much you love them and appreciate them. (laughs) I, I, I buy like just random gifts for for mine. I'd be like, hi, yeah." I just want to thank you for being you. I think you're amazing. And we just have to really take care of our veterinarians, even the ones that just do acupuncture by appointment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we appreciate that.
2: You know, I've spent a lot of time with the acupuncture uh, needles in the past couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know if you've seen my my older horse, Duke, he's like 30 and he has a lot of loose teeth at this point and, and And they took him in for one dental appointment and they pulled the two teeth and, oh my God, he was just, just miserable. Like he fought, but you can't lay him down because he's 30.
1: Yeah, that's the trouble too. And they, you know, have some arthritis and they're hard to sedate, so...
2: Yeah. And so I just after the experience of pulling the other teeth, I just thought I can't do this to him again, wrench his mouth open, you know. Yeah. It's just and it was really painful. They said he fought a oh, whole really a lot. So anyway, I decided not to do that anymore, but he was having some discomfort eating. Yeah. And so I did a series of acupunctures in his face. Basically. Oh good. Yeah. So do you know anything about like, like dental pain? so what she did she did all the acupuncture. She did like B12 injections into like where he's like, uh, to, to stimulate his appetite because he wasn't really wanting to yeah. eat a whole bunch. Yeah. And
1: so she put needles all over and then hooked up a tens unit to it. Yeah. and Like shocked his face. Yeah. You know, like with our older horses, you know, how the, his teeth are uneven, right? So it kind of affects his, like his jaw when he's at rest. And, you know what your temporomandibular joint is, your TMJ? Yeah. So you, if you've ever had TMJ pain, I mean, that is like excruciating. Um, and so if he can't rest his mouth or he has uneven teeth, you know, when horses grind their food, then he can get like some pain in his TMJ and sometimes it's like acute pain and sometimes it's just chronic pain, but also in people is associated with headaches. Um, so acupuncture can be really helpful for that because you're kind of relaxing the tendons and the muscle spasm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, so, I w- after the three, she said he needed a minimum of three and we'd go from there. Right. And after three... He's a different horse, man. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I don't, I don't under, I mean, your brain is bigger than mine will ever be. I don't understand all of the connections there, but I know it works. And so if anybody is wanting to alleviate some pain in a non-traditional way, I would definitely, I mean, I, I, you know what,
1: acupuncture releases natural endorphins, which are like the pain relieving like chemicals, neurotransmitters, mm -hmm. but also in this case, right, this, what What I think most probably, I don't know because I haven't seen him, okay, but this is my best guess is he has some, like, muscle spasm in those big muscles of his jaws. Mm -hmm. And also, when you're in pain, you tend to clench your teeth more, so it's like this vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. So if you can break that pain and relax the fascia and the muscles there then it can make them much, much better. And you could also massage his cheeks too. That can oh, help. yeah. He gets daily facial rubs.
2: Oh, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> and, but I noticed too, like the big jaw bones as big mandibular muscles that yeah. are over them, they've, they're they gone. Like that's how I started to note him. Like his cheeks are like hollow, like a supermodel, you know, like and oh, the, yeah. all those muscles kind of disappeared.
1: Well, that that also could be because he's not grinding like he used to because his teeth, like before his teeth were pulled, If when old horses get uneven teeth, their their jaw locks. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when the dentist comes and tries to slide their teeth back and forth mm-hmm. and we kind of uh, decide what we're going to do dental wise by, we call that lateral excursion of the jaw. Mm-hmm. And they need that to grind the food. Mm-hmm. But so, when their teeth are uneven, their jaw locks together. And so if his his teeth aren't moving, he can have atrophy. The other thing is, and I don't want to panic you, but the other thing is that sometimes that's a sign of uh, EPM. So, yeah. I, at this point, I have yeah, thrown... I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Yeah. I mean, at
2: this point I've, I've thrown the kitchen sink. You know, I, I I feel like I haven't been ridiculous, but this horse like still gets ridden like four days a week, just in a walk in a halter bareback, but he has a job and he helps me start baby horses and he's a huge part of the farm. And I've had him for so long that I just, I'm like, I just owe it to you to to yeah. try other things. I, I don't think his GI tract needs to take a bunch of medicine and all that. And so no. I was like, let's just try it. And I, I don't feel like I'm being like, you know, like the, there's those people that spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on their 17 year old dog, you know, like, I don't yeah. feel like I'm being ridiculous, but I'm being reasonable no. you know no,
1: acupuncture is good i would put him on like make sure he has lots of like alfalfa pellets that you wet down so he oh, can mat you know mash yep so he can he doesn't have to chew it and sweet he's potatoes. on a soup
2: diet pretty much
1: yeah soup <laughs> diet but sweet potatoes are really good for the for digestion and uh-huh. the microbiome which is like his hind gut. And you can just make a huge batch of mashed sweet potatoes and mix that into his mash.
2: Oh, that's a good idea because he, yeah. he currently gets like senior and he gets the alfalfa pellets soaked. Yeah. And I don't, th- yeah, And it's funny because he always wants hay and I put hay in there and he just looked at it, like, no, no, give me my mash. <laughs> like I'm not eating that yeah, garbage. You
1: can only eat mash. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, hey, um, before we get to our first guest, I want to talk a little bit about you and your... Um, You're in involved in a new, a new sport.
1: Oh yes. Like many, uh, equestrians whose horses get too old to compete anymore. (laughs) You know, I wander around the yard and the neighborhood in my carriage, but my horses are too old to go out and about and do anything. Um, So I still feel kind of competitive and I have this new puppy and I am going to do puppy agility with her. So we've been training that and it's been super fun. What kind of puppy is it? She's a golden doodle, a mini golden doodle. I'm a doodle person now, officially. (laughs) (laughs) You've hit that age.
2: You got older retired horses and you have a doodle and you're doing agility.
1: And she's totally adorable. It was my neighbor. It's my neighbor has the parents. And I saw her on Facebook and I went, I like ran down to her house. I'm like, I need this puppy. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. So what's her name? Her name's Ori. 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 And Ori is like, um, there's this video game about this Ori and it's a little white squirrel and it's like adorable, but also means like bright light. So I thought that was kind of cute. And she's all white.
2: Oh, and that's she's awesome. super
1: adorable. And, um, I brush her every day. She has beautiful hair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're like Doctor Evil, like the cat sitting in your lap, yeah. stroking it. Yeah, yeah, I do.
1: Oh yeah, she gets a massage every day.
2: Oh my gosh, have you done in my chair and I th- on
1: her yet? No, I haven't. She's like <laughs> wild. <laughs> I took her for a demo. I had to do a talk about um, massage, like Twina Chinese massage, and I took her to the demo, and she was like, a Maniac. So I should have taken the old Jack Russell, but my old Jack Russell is so fat. Like I hate to take her to like talks where I'm talking about like how to keep your dog healthy because she's like
0: <laughs> huge
1: and fat and she won't let me cut her toenails. <laughs> so She's just like
2: fat little potato with yeah. giant claws. Yeah. <laughs> like, do what I say, not what I do. Right. It's like
1: you want to take an exercise class with like your instructor being like morbidly obese.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to trust what you say. <laughs> I know,
1: it's awful.
2: You're like, don't listen. a vet, not a trainer. Okay.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, that's you know,
1: awesome. I know, what can you do? When they get old, yeah. I mean, she that's all she likes to do is eat. I, and I I hear
2: probably Ori in the background yeah. periodically. But oh, you can cool.
1: hear her? Yeah. She, a little I bit. She's
2: just saying hi. She's yeah. a spoiled puppy, you know? How old yeah. is she? She's eight months. Oh, wow. Okay. Gotcha. So her and my pup, about the same, because I think Homer's like 10 months. <sighs> I love your puppy so much. Oh, my gosh. She's so great. You okay, should I, do agility I, with your puppy. Oh, yeah. Basset hounds are known for their ability to follow directions and be agile. Yeah. Is there
1: like a basset hound class? I I saw a video of I think it was a basset hound or maybe it was a mastiff. I don't know. I saw some video of this agility dog that was like completely unsuitable for agility, but they were adorable doing it.
2: I've seen the one video because people always tag me in Basset Hound things um, where it's a Basset Hound and there's one that like kills it. does oh, really, really good. And then there's another one that sent me that like, like walks and just knocks over every jump walking through them. <laughs> oh,
1: <my God. laughs> Have you ever gone hunting with Bassets? I no Fox hunting? Well, No, it's bunny hunting. You go on foot and you take, you. there's Basset packs, right? Oh, no. And you go out and it's like the most fun thing you could ever do so they get like they have a pack of bassets and you go out and they're like trying to hunt bunnies or whatever and they just kind of run around they see a bunny then they all start barking and then they run and then the bunny gets away and then they lay down (laughs) and they have to take a break (laughs) it's like it's ridiculous but it's so fun
2: well, I took Homer to my son's baseball game. He's kind of the the mascot. He's got a little jersey and everything. Yeah. And uh, I realized that taking a Basset Hound, there's a reason people don't take Basset Hound's places because yeah. they suck to walk on a leash. <laughs> it's like oh, yeah. drag him 20 feet and then he pulls you 20 feet and then you drag. I'm like, dude, I can train dogs to like walk on leashes. Not this one. Yeah. Yeah. No. it's amazing. Well, because they're hunting dogs. You should take him to hunt bunnies somewhere. He can hunt bunnies on my property all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> he and my other pastor go run the pasture. They're like, and then they come back and sleep for 12 to 14 hours. So it's fine. I know. That's I love true. that. I love that. Um, now also you and I are known for uh, ducks and chickens. We're, we're kind of the, the poultry ladies.
1: How is your, uh, menagerie? Oh my God. I mean, I have so many ducks. It's not even funny. Like Kyle is so mad about it. In fact, <laughs> what kind because of ducks it's like, do you have? This is ridiculous. I have—they're um, called anconas. They're—they're they're like pintos. Uh-huh. So I—the reason I got so many ducks is I was doing this experiment of breeding for color, right? And like, it only takes twenty-eight days for them to hatch. So I kind of like—it kind of got out of control. Now I have like a million ducks.
2: Now, are they loud? Because I got some Cayuga ducks at one point, yeah. and I had to get rid of them. They were just—they never. The was, girls are loud. Oh, the see? girls.
1: The boys can't quack. Only the girls can
2: quack. Do the boys do what the mallards do, which is like, ugh, like yeah, a little grunt? Yeah, they go wee 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 wee. So we, I, I'm now the biggest fan of the Muscovy duck. Oh, I love those. Oh, they're my favorite. So I've got five or six of those. And then um, I decided to get mallards. And I was like, it'll be such a cool thing. Like, we'll raise up these mallards. This will be their home. They'll fly away and then come back, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) Um, They won't leave, Wendy. They've been here for years. (laughs) And they've bred. And my Muscovy, I talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago. One of my Muscovies is an egg hoarder. Really? So she gets broody, and I've seen her doing this now, and she steals eggs, and like I've seen her rolling eggs out from under other chickens. Oh,
1: that's cute. And
2: ducks, and she is so she was sitting on a pile of like fifty eggs. Really? I was like, good lord, like am I going to have 50 of whatever is underneath you? I don't know. Well, I walked down to the coop and I opened the door and two baby ducks came like oh, tumbling out with the herd. Cute. And I immediately picked him up. I was like, Oh, Hey. And then I was like, Oh my God, she's going to kill me. Cause you can't go near her while she's sitting on these eggs. She'll murder you. Yeah. Um, and no, she didn't care that they had hatched. She was still concerned about the giant pile of eggs. Like, well, that's the problem. The treasure.
1: Yeah. That's the problem is like, If they're going to hatch at all different times, then when does she get off the eggs?
2: Yeah. That was her emotional problem, probably in her <laughs> soul because she just decided those weren't worth it. I might have better ones coming along right. and ignore them. <laughs> so guess what happens is I had ducks in my garage. <laughs> like, oh, cute. And so just now another one of the mallards hatched uh, like six or seven. And so I was able to just now, this is the update. I was able to reintroduce Charles and Camilla to the other group and they're doing well. They're a couple of days older than the other one. So oh. I can still them apart and they, they've quickly
1: become feral and they don't remember
2: anything I did for them. They're not grateful you know, at all. I
1: found that out about ducks. Like I've had some ducks in the past, but I've just had one that they're super cuddly. But if they go back into the flock, they're like, they could care less about you. I feel like the other ducks are like talking trash about us. Maybe. And then
2: they're like, Oh, you're right. She does suck. Like we should yeah. totally run away from her. Yeah. It's That's like Mean do. girls, duck, Duck style, <laughs> they are. <laughs> so yeah, so we've got all the the ducks, and you've got all the ducks, and you have chickens. And do you have, I any- have geese
1: too? I have oh. Chinese swan geese. They're like mini mini geese. How are they? They're the best to deal with. They're super. They they are still super cuddly, and they're they're just they're fun. They like just they walk around the yard real slow, but they are great for like intruders. You know, if anything comes in the yard like
3: gotcha.
1: any coyotes or of like stray dog. And then like the UPS guy, if they're in the front yard and he comes in, he like runs to the door and drops the package and runs back into the truck. <laughs> yeah. Geese are <laughs> scary, but he, um, the, these don't bite. These are just like stare at you and scream.
2: Okay. That's good. Cause I raised up. That was a Chinese crested goose or something like oh, that. Yeah and, yeah. and, uh, he hit of the age where he wouldn't let anybody in in. And what was awesome and not awesome, depending on who you ask, is he wouldn't let my mother-in-law anywhere near this property (laughs) at all. She would walk up to the gate, and he'd be like, no! And she's like, I can't come in. I'm like, well, that's what Harry Potter says. What Harry (laughs) Potter says, Harry Potter did. (laughs) But then Harry Potter turned on me, and he was rehomed with his girlfriend, Hermione. Oh, my God. You have great names for your birds. Well, Charles and Camilla were born the morning. I found them the morning of the the, the <laughs> coronation. I was like, that's, that's, so that's obviously
1: Charles and Camilla, duh. <laughs> and Lucas did didn't. you have did you have anybody on after the after the coronation to talk about any of the horses?
2: So we, David Saunders, uh, you probably know, Oh him. good David
1: Saunders came on great. No,
2: I couldn't because he's like, oh. you know, over in England, like doing important stuff. So we yeah. have, we still haven't been able to talk to anybody about it, but we just saw, I just marveled and on and on. It was about
1: so that. great.
2: And there was like no horse poop on the ground. So somebody was hard at work. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, all right. Well, before we get to our first guest enough talking about all, uh, by the way, how are your horses? Horses are good. Oh, Horse. my horses
1: are doing great. Oh, I should have told you about this. I have a really quick story. One almost died because she got, like, some kind of allergic reaction to, like, too many bugs here in Florida. Uh-huh. And she's an older girl. And uh, she lost all of her hair. Uh, all of her hair fell out. It was like having, like, a massive, like, uh, rain rod attack, but over her whole body. Oh, no. She lost, and I, I was sure she was going to die. Because when it first happened, I thought she was going to, you know, get laminitis and die. But she made it through the initial stage. But then I'm stuck with this horse with, like, just, like, sloughing skin and hair. And then she was bald. And uh, she, well, she pulled through and all her hair came back. But it it was, like, incredible that this horse even made it. And I've never had this. Happened before I'm writing up this as a case study for Chinese medicine. Cause we treated her with in in the initial stage. We treated her with traditional drugs, but then in the later stages we treated her with acupuncture and herbs. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And a lot of topical treatments.
2: That's cool. But uh, there wasn't the, so she's okay. Yeah, she's totally fine.
1: She's back Did to you, her bratty self. Did you do some allergy testing or whatever to see what she was sensitive to? No, we didn't. I didn't do any of that. But I think it was it, it was so acute. Mm-hmm. I think what happened was she's always had like some issue with like sweet itch when the bugs get really bad here in Florida. Mm-hmm. But she loves to lay on the ground and like her mother did the same thing. She, you know, those horses that lay out on the ground and they look dead. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> super hot and you have to run out of there because you think, oh, my God, they're dead. So I think she laid down and got ant bites. I mean, that's oh, what it looked like. So, cause we have really bad fire ants here in Florida uh, and then her body just reacted really badly to that. Oh man. Well, I'm glad she's better. That's good. Well, yeah, I but definitely... she lost everything. All her hair, all, all her tail, all her mane, what? everything. Do you have all pictures? Out. Oh yeah. I've tons of pictures. I want
2: to see a picture of a bald horse. I've never she's seen just a bald
1: a horse. horse. And then I, um, you know, people are putting on the auditor thing about the Rambo, uh, uh, fly sheets. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, if I didn't have that, I mean, she was bald. So for one, she was getting sunburned, but for two, like I live in a little horse neighborhood, right? And people would, would have been driving by going, oh my God, I, like, they would have been calling the uh, the animal control
2: on me. And they're like, oh yeah, she's a vet. Don't look at her dog or her horse. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> she has an obese dog and a hairless horse. <laughs> a hairless horse. She's, she's great. <laughs> we totally trust her. <laughs> exactly.
2: Jeez. Well, before we get to our first guest, we'd like to thank our title sponsor, Kentucky Performance
3: Products. Each week, you carefully plan out your horse's training schedule. You work with your trainer to fine-tune his flat work. You school through grids to perfect his jump and set up multiple courses to educate your eye. You enjoy long hacks to keep his mind fresh and body strong. Show day arrives. You take a deep breath as you enter the ring. We've got this, you whisper so only he can hear you. You move as one, sailing over each element in perfect harmony. The feeling you get when it all clicks. It's why we do what we do. This feeling is brought to you by Joint Armor. Joint Armor's complete formula provides your horse with the nutrients necessary to support healthy joints throughout his lifetime. Joint Armor maintains fluid motion and flexibility in hardworking joints. It supports normal cartilage development and reduces joint deterioration. Joint Armor provides high levels of both glucosamine and chondroitin, plus 100 milligrams of hyaluronic acid. Best of all, Joint Armor is affordable. One small jar lasts up to 75 days. The horse that matters to you, matters to Kentucky Performance Products.
2: Will Grant is the author of Last Ride of the Pony Express, My 2,000-Mile Horseback Journey into the Old West. And I think, too, Wendy, I I don't think people realize the Pony Express lasted only 18 months, and it has had, like, this ginormous impact on the entire American West. I mean, it's like a fabled thing. And uh, for this, uh, I didn't realize, too, reading a little bit about the book, This uh, will rides from Missouri to California to retrace the steps of the Pony Express riders. And back in the day when they were trying to find people to do it, I guess it was so dangerous that the it was advertised as orphans preferred. (laughs) Like, don't do this if you have family. But if you're an orphan, we want you you to ride. If you get nothing to lose. You got nothing to lose. Come on. Well, hey, before we get to it, Will, uh, whether you're training or riding the local trails, there's a Wintech saddle for almost every horse and rider combination. The Wintech 2000 All Purpose is for the riders who want to do a bit of everything from training to fun beach days with friends. You'll experience total luxury in this top of the range Wintech saddle. Your horse will adore the super soft panels, which mold in and around their muscles for complete comfort. And sinking into the deep seat, your leg will find its natural groove, and your contact and communication will be become effortless so you can focus on having fun. Explore the entire Wintech Saddles range at wintech-saddles.com. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Where in the world are you right now?
0: Well, I'm actually in Littleton, Colorado, which is where I grew up. So <laughs>
2: Okay, so you decided that you were going to ride the Pony Express and write a book about it. Are you an orphan as was preferred?
0: <laughs> I'm not an orphan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's uh, So you're a daredevil then, I guess. So you actually have done a bunch of rides. I, I think I saw you did the Mongol Derby.
0: That's correct. I did the Mongol Derby in 2012.
2: Wow. Wow. Right. I think that's kind of when they were getting it started. Yeah, that's cool. So what yeah, made that- you want to do this
0: well a a couple of different motivations but really at the end of the day I wanted to fill in the map of the American West for myself you know I wanted to make a, a transect of the West mostly to figure out who lived in the West So I wanted like a cultural cross section of all the states between Missouri and California. And I've been a horseman, you know, I've been riding horses my whole life. And it seemed like a nice, slow way to travel.
2: (laughs) It probably sounds a little more peaceful than the Mongol Derby.
0: (laughs) It was so different, you know. So the Mongol Derby was like about 660 miles in nine days. And my trip was about 2,000 miles in 142 days.
2: How do so you, it a slow
0: do, burn. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and not on wild ponies. So that's an improvement. Were these your own horses
3: you used?
0: I bought these horses specifically for the trip. I owned uh, two horses at the time and they were quarter horses. And one was too green, too young. And the other was basically a lazy horse. And I thought that the idea of riding a lazy horse across the West (laughs) was like torture. (laughs) So so I bought one horse, which is a a performance bred quarter horse. And he basically looks like a thoroughbred and he is a walker. I mean, he really got a big motor in him. And the other horse, it was a grade horse that was born in Mexico that had done a lot of sure enough, cowboy work. And he is like the most intelligent horse I've ever been around in my entire life. (laughs)
1: Gotcha. How did you map out your plan? Like, you know, back when they did the Pony Express, the the West was like, you know, vast and uncharted. But now, like, it seems impossible to be able to ride that far without having all the highways and cities and yeah.
0: Oh, they were the worst. The urban areas were the worst. The best days were like in the middle of Wyoming and Nevada when it was literally just me and my two horses all day Mm -hmm. for like, that was the best. The worst was like the 75 mile an hour highways through Nebraska, you know, and people, some, and I'll tell you one thing. I went to a lot of country that's not necessarily horse country and so like drivers mm-hmm. were not <laughs> were were didn't realize that maybe they should give a guy leading a horse like a pack horse a wide berth. Yeah. Yeah, and so So you were on some like
1: thing. you were on roads some of the time then.
0: I was on roads for a lot of the time. You know the the Pony Express trail is not really a a trail as it were until you hit Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Mostly through Kansas and Nebraska, it's all highways, farmland, so I would ride county roads, like dirt roads. Mm-hmm. but I would be bottlenecked into like uS highway 36 or right. these u s highways, and then right there with the Union Pacific Railroad,
1: oh, gosh. you know it,
0: Oh my goodness, you know, they go like 65 miles an hour. It's yeah. like loaded with coal. It's like the biggest thing in the world. The whole earth shakes. Oh the horses certainly, they they became so accustomed to it. They didn't bat an eye, but it was uh, a little unsettling at the beginning. So to answer your question, how I planned it, I basically planned two weeks ahead of me because you can never know about delays or soreness or whatever else. And so, and it's just too big a job. So I planned two weeks ahead, more or less.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: by making phone calls and asking people and relying on a lot of local knowledge.
2: Now, when you say you relied on local knowledge, did you, where did you sleep? Did you kind of bunk with people along the way or did you just camp in somebody's front yard?
0: i never slept in anybody's house i had this rule that i didn't want to because i smelled like a saddle blanket (laughs) And, and i had uh you know my gear and i just i people would always offer me to sleep in their house and i never did if it was bad weather i'd sleep in their barn or a shop or something and if it was nice weather then i would just sleep with the horses and so a lot of front yards and backyards. And, you know, corrals and all this stuff. And I found a lot of these people through like just kind of common sense. Like if you call a large animal vet and you tell them what you're doing, there'll be some horse people working there and someone will give you a call back and tell you where you could camp or who you might reach out to or the best way to get from here to there type information, you know?
1: Yeah, that's a great way to do it.
2: Yeah, so you've got you obviously having that many days and that many miles to travel was this is probably a broad question but what what thing surprised you the most
0: um that leading a pack horse, ponying another horse, holding your right arm slightly behind your hip with the lead rope is torturous to like the <laughs> rotator cup <cuff. laughs> I didn't anticipate this how sore my shoulder would be and I got over it but I, it was like because you always had to be ready to like turn the rope loose if the pack horse like stopped to urinate you would just hit the brakes you know I think they kind of had like fun with it and So <laughs> so you can't like wrap the rope around the saddle horn you always have to be ready to play out about like pay out six feet of rope if necessary, like if a rattlesnake or if the horse trips or something. So you, you, there's like a mental awareness that's necessary and also physical, like you you have to keep that right arm back. And this was like really tough um, <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And one thing that I really, really noticed or there was a surprise to me was, that the sound of the horses, like the walk is a four-beat gait, so each foot strikes the ground independently, and that should be like an equine metronome. If the horse is comfortable and sound, it should be as steady and consistent as a metronome. And if it's not, then the horse is somehow compensating somewhere, right? Like a limp or any kind of hitch in the get-along, was a big uh was a big red flag for me. So I became very attuned to the sounds. The uh, two horses at the walk all summer.
2: Sounds magical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so
0: cool. you cute like meditative.
2: Yeah. You've been a you grew up in Denver and you've been a cowboy and a horse trainer and all that. But like uh are you also a farrier? Like how'd that work?
0: I'm not a farrier and I appreciate good work. And I can't, I've had nailed shoes on a horse, but I had to find farriers. And that was pretty easy. Like you call a large animal vet, like people can recommend a farrier. And so when we, we left St. Joseph, Missouri on May 5th and we arrived in Sacramento, California on September 22nd and they were in their fifth set of shoes. Oh my
1: gosh. Well, you think,
0: yeah. I mean, Yeah, we were a lot of miles on that (laughs) a lot of miles and we were running out of like it was hard to get nail holes. Yeah. And I had a farrier in Glen Rock, Wyoming, or he was kind of a farrier. He was recommending me and I think the guy was drunk. Oh my god! So uh, after he put on one shoe on the front foot and then put on the other one and I was like, I think that's probably good enough. (laughs) <laughs> of course, you can walk to California without back shoes, right? I was oh like, my thank gosh. you for your time. I know. And it was like nerve wracking to watch um, any farrier really because yeah. of a hot nail and all this. But yeah, this so is- I'm not a farrier, no.
1: Now, well, you got like rave reviews from famous authors on this book, right? So you're obviously a great writer. What, how did that process work while you were traveling? Like, how did you have time to write? Or weren't you, like, super exhausted by the time you got places?
0: <laughs> I, it, I was, ex- like, I tried to arrive at camp by 3 o'clock every day. 25 miles by 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Because that gave me, like, a cushion before dark if mm-hmm. I needed it. So I could, like, lean against, I would lay my saddle blankets down on the ground next to the electric fence and write in my notebook. But while I was writing, I took a lot of videos with my cell phone, like narrating what I just seen, who I met, you know, why is this significant? How does this fit into the context of the West? And then that was really helpful writing the book, of course.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh my gosh, just sense. even thinking about like cell phone charge. I mean, you had to think oh, of yeah.
1: everything. How'd you do that?
0: I, um, carried a little battery pack, you know, and I was very frugal with the use of the phone and I kept it on airplane mode while I would like be recording videos or taking photos, Mm -hmm. but I was really careful about it because it basically, like what my girlfriend says is I crossed the West with two horses an electric fence and a cell phone. (laughs) If the phone was like critical to navigation to finding campsites, to finding people like there's this app called on X hunt and it's got landowner information for all of the West. And so I could map out 25 miles down the road and then I would see that John Doe lived here. So I would run John Doe through Facebook and Google and whatever else. If I couldn't find him, I would then do the same thing with the neighbor until I found him. And so my phone was critical for this, for the yeah. logistics. And every chance I had to charge it, I would use it. And I would have to, like, in Bridgeport, Nebraska, I had to plug it in at a gas station. Sitting there with my two horses at a gas station with my phone plugged in. (laughs) And, like, just trying to keep my head down. Because people are like, oh, my goodness, what are you doing? Yeah. And I would just, like, try to keep a really low profile.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's like a low profile with a guy with two horses at a gas station. I mean, barely
0: noticed. I know. That's like (laughs) my mother actually came to meet me in Julesburg, Colorado to say hello, you know, as I rode through the corner of Colorado. And I was like, mom, I'm just like a ghost passing through the West you know, (laughs) under the radar, just having this amazing experience. She's like, I don't know about the ghost part. I could like see you from the other side of town. (laughs) Two horses riding down the side of the highway is not exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Everybody's talking about you behind your back. It's fine. Um, Last thing before we run out of time, because I mean, I could talk to you for an hour. This is so fascinating. Uh, Talk about why you worried about running (laughs) So, so obviously you're going through a lot of just open country and there's grazing animals and wild horses and all kinds of animals. Did you have any, uh, run-ins with any animals?
0: Um, the scariest few minutes of the entire trip were when a Mustang stallion basically was looking to like run off my horses oh my God. and this, it was, it was like 60 miles. West of Salt Lake City, in what's called the West Desert of Utah. And it's this, it was a roan horse. And he saw me. I saw him first, but boy, he came at us at a flat run. And he's like a bachelor because in that valley, there are like 400 wild horses and they all hang out in one big herd, which is very unusual. But they're like bachelor herds, you know, that don't have the mares that are kicked out. That's what this horse was. And he came at us. At had a run and I got off. I dismounted because I didn't want my pack horse to like do the helicopter thing. And suddenly we'd have a wreck and then I would lose my horses. Mm-hmm. So I got off and I threw rocks about the size of baseballs and lemons. I had filled my pockets with rocks beforehand in my vest and I threw rocks at him. And he did like three or four circles around us. And then he finally kind of disengaged. I hit him with two rocks. And then he kind of disengaged, but I'll tell you what, it was scary.
2: Man, did you, uh, again, I say, I'm going to wrap it up here, but did you have like a gun with you in case you were attacked by wolves or something?
0: I, I had a gun with me as a way to humanely put down a horse in the event of some catastrophic injury. If a horse breaks its leg on a cattle guard, that's it you got to you got to deal with the problem right now you know i wasn't worried about like bears or rattlesnakes or wolves the mustangs was, was a surprise and very unsettling <laughs> <laughs> but one of my horses is so sensitive the, the bay horse badger who's the the performance bred quarter horse the thought of gunfire around this horse i mean you better i mean this is the kind of horse that would run <laughs> from gunfire <laughs> So, so, so if you're going to shoot, you
2: better, home, be, but... you better be you better be to hunt your horse down for a couple <laughs> days.
0: I know, and that was my greatest fear was losing my horses. And I can say it now because it's over, but I didn't. I managed to travel for five months without having the horses run off at night or anything else. So, I I'm just, sure.
2: It would have been just like in Dances with Wolves when the natives steal Kevin Costner's yeah. horse and they start running away and all of a sudden Cisco's like, boop, and he just turns around <laughs> and runs back. It would be just like that. Uh, I mean,
0: that's, right. that's like my favorite scene in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: hey, where can people get your book?
0: They can find it at Amazon. They can. The publisher is Little Brown. The title is The Last Ride of the Pony Express. It will be published on June 6th, and it should be widely available.
1: I can't
2: wait. But
0: you can get it, yeah, from your local bookseller, from anywhere they sell books.
1: And I have to 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 mention, it's also on Audible because I just pre-ordered it, and I'm so excited. But, Will, after speaking to you, I think your next book, you should be the reader of your book because you're great. I, I love your voice, and I love the way you tell this story.
0: Well, thank you very much for saying that. My editor advised me that reading your own book, there's a reason. There's voice talent in the world because it can be <laughs> like a shoot me now kind of ordeal. You know what I'm saying? Like wow. too difficult.
1: Yeah. It's
0: pretty but, You'd be great.
1: You. You'd be great doing it.
0: <laughs> well, I sure well, have had a fun time talking to you all this morning.
2: This has been awesome. Will and let us know when you do your next adventure because I want to hear about it. I mean, we didn't even get to the fact that you've like been I mean, you've been all over the world too and stuff. Maybe we'll talk to you again about the World Nomad Games little teaser there.
0: One hundred percent. Let's do it. We're planning all that world nomad game stuff right now because it's twenty twenty four in Astana, Kazakhstan.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're definitely going to have you back on. Please uh, reach out to us and, 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 uh, our producer. And and definitely we want to have you back on, talk about that. I will. All right.
0: Absolutely Thanks, no Will. Worries.
2: All right. Again, it is Will and the book is, Will will grant the last ride of the pony express, my 2000 mile horseback journey into the old West. I can't wait to read it. Well, thank you so much for being on.
0: Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. I say pay attention.
2: If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later.
3: He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez fair. Let
2: the
0: buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse Horse trading. Well, if the talking in circles and the D lane square, he's a master in the fine art of
2: persuading,
3: a horse trading.
2: It's our favorite time of the week. That's right. Really bad ads. And I love when Dr. Wendy is here doing it with me. And um, my favorite. I love really bad ads. The prizes today. Remember, we give away prizes every month. And this month is spectacular. And uh, I don't have the names. I think next week we're going to give out the prizes. So all the ones entered sent today up until today are all entered. And the prizes this month are... Provided by Horselovers.com and EcoGold. over $600. Remember, you're entered for the prize if you send in an ad to Jennifer at Horseradionetwork.com. You get double the entries if you record the, o- the ad into your phone and send it. And then you get triple the entries if you record it in an accent that is not yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, misery loves company, okay? Uh, one of the prizes is the Eco Gold Secure Saddle Pad. No slip, no slide, no problem. You get to pick English or Western, the color you want, and it's $190 value. This
1: thing is the bomb. I have one. It's awesome. And our other prize is the C4 gift collection, which includes a belt, socks, and other fun things. Uh, a prize package worth $110. Yeah, they do like watch bands and dog collars and all sorts
2: of cool stuff. Redding Goat is one of the amazing coats uh, from their company. You can find all of them at horselovers.com. And this coat is awesome, too.
1: And it's a $200 value. And then finally, we have the Gatsby Fly Collection that um, my horse probably needs. But I can't <laughs> compete for prizes. But they have the... Fly mask with ears, the leg wraps, the sheet, and the matching neck cover. You know, you
2: should get those to cover the bald horse,
1: basically. I know. Well, her, her yeah, that's what I <laughs> need nobody to would do notice. <laughs> <laughs> I had the mask with the ears and I had a fly sheet with a neck cover, but I didn't have the wraps. I needed uh, the leg wraps. Need the
2: legs, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, also submitted in your into end into end the uh drawing, Adrian, Kelly, Allie, Terry. Sandy sent this one in, and it is the Michigan Beginner Kid Safe Horses Facebook page. Again?
1: They, they have their own Facebook page? There's
2: a Facebook page for everything, Wendy. Oh it's God. insane. Okay. ISO, absolute deadhead, one foot in the grave, small <laughs> horse or pony that would rather die than move faster than a comatose sloth. <laughs> This saint of a pony would be used for small children and nervous big people who are learning the ropes would be traumatized by my horses with that doesn't make any sense, but that's why it's bad ad. The saint of a pony would be used for small children and nervous big people who are learning the ropes would be traumatized by my horses with functioning brains. This breathing hobby horse (laughs) can need all the maintenance in the world. Three times daily soup. Great. (laughs) Special shoes. Fine. Oh, look, look, this is for your 30 year old. I mean, the Duke. Except for he's not going anywhere. Every medication known to man and horse, breathing treatments, daily spa trips, an air conditioned condo. We don't care. If the little angel can tolerate being swooned over, painted, sparkled, and the occasional stroll through the park without invoking the demon pony creed, we will accommodate any need. Our budget is more than nothing and less than a kidney, please. <laughs> Located in northern Lower Michigan, the place northern Lower Michigan. But we'll be making a trip to Illinois in April. I had to.
1: This sounds good. There. I'm gonna call
2: them. I have a horse for them. Ah, uh, do you said that? Well, a hairless mean, one. <laughs> Perfect. You're like you don't need to do anything. You don't even have to brush her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Next one is from uh, Taylor D Sabatino. Rehoming my horse, 200, her name is JJ. She is 26 years old, eats constantly. She is broke. She can be written, but she is skinny because she's very old. (laughs) No (laughs) punctuation. But you know what? When I read this one, I felt sad for this little mare. She's cute. She Um, should go to the people up here.
2: I mean, here's the thing. You can't have a soul when you're reading these uh, because you want to take them all. And uh, looking at the picture, this must not be the p- picture they're talking about because this horse looks on the border of founder. It's so know, fat. She's
1: fat, but that's what I'm saying. She should go to the Michigan people. It noted <laughs> over. I mean, it'd be perfect. Uh,
2: Jackie sent in the next one. This is a, a Craigslist ad. Arab oh, slash <laughs> quarter horse gelding $600 in Bend. It's a mixed organ. I'm sadly having to rehome my amazing baby boy. Aww. No fault of his own my living situation, docent, allow me to keep him. Vinny is a 14 2 Black Bay gelding. He is great willing horse who is learning the stages. He, <laughs> he is, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He is uncomfortable under saddle due to trust issues. Oh. He was cowboyed in his younger years. He's been riding a handful of times and with work, he will do amazing. He has oh, yeah, all sure. his groundwork. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't you do it? Yeah. Um, he has all his groundwork down and will be able to excel in any direction. Because of how nervous he is, I will not allow test drive.
1: (laughs) That means he going to buck you off. (laughs) That is, that's good. I mean, that's, if you're going to like scam somebody, that's a great way to do it at the end.
2: Exactly. Oh, you know, he's just his nerves. You're going to have to take him home. You're just going to have to trust me. It's
1: (laughs) you. It's your riding will scare Uh him. Yeah, exactly. It's not him. It's you. (laughs) It's not me. It's you. (laughs) Okay, next one's from Liz. Mini pony for sale. $100 from Athens. I know, I know. Mini horses aren't ponies. I get it. It's just a title for attention. You'll survive. Currently, he (laughs) is living living in a pony condo. Sandwiched between his friend Jack and Jack's baby mama, Jenny from the block. He seems to get along pretty well with both. And from time to time, I find him couch surfing in Jack's apartment and have to move him back to his own. I've also found the idiot in a round bale feeder, but we'll blame that on his unending gluttony. Christo is professor of and currently teaching courses in escape 101, precarious predicaments and invading capture 1102 and intro to adorability. He will make you an expert roper in a matter of weeks and you'll learn a (laughs) plethora of new swear words to use at Christmas. Your patience will be tested. your resolve challenged, but when you get your hands on the little bast, uh, Mm, I mean, bugger, he's actually not that bad. He accepts a halter, leads, loads, and doesn't kick or bite, even when cornered. (laughs) He, He does have the potential to be a nice little pony for someone other than me. He is sound, of course, and could go to work right away. Delivery available within 100 miles of Athens, Georgia for a reasonable fee.
2: Dang. Okay. Um, it sounds
1: like a devil pony.
2: It does. I just love the. I know. I know. Many horses aren't ponies. I get it. Just a title for attention. <laughs> You'll survive. <laughs> um. And then the next one is our trailer of the week. Very uh,
1: wow. yeah. Wow.
2: Project trailer for sale. This one comes from Gwyneth. And this is a, looks like a Craigslist ad, made from 100% American steel. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you're not handy, this is not the trailer for you. <laughs> First handful of cash takes it home or deposit it in the driveway of your arch enemy under the cover of darkness. <laughs> no judgment here. I'll throw in the magnetic towing lights. So you won't risk paying a fine uh, that is twice the value of this classic towable classic towable. Um, it's a square front two horse trailer with you just get a tetanus shot. Um, I don't know if they're going to clean all the junk out of the inside of it first. It looks to be different types
1: of <laughs> rusted metal. um, Do you think these people actually, like, think they're going to sell it, like, when they place these ads? I mean, does anybody, you think anybody comes and buys these things? I mean, don't, like, people that are like, I want to make a
2: uh, burrito stand from the back of a horse trailer (laughs) and they come
1: and fix it up. I don't know. You couldn't even make a burrito stand. I mean, I was thinking you could make it into, like, a goat house or something, but.
2: Yeah. I mean, if your goats are vaccinated, I guess. That's true. (laughs) Oh, gosh, that's fantastic. It's, <laughs> okay, it, By the way, it's rust and green and white and all sorts of colors. And it does have tires attached, although I'm pretty sure they ain't going anywhere. In it.
1: No, they're pretty much sunken in the ground. Yeah. But there's a nice bush hog behind it. <laughs> you can hook that up, too. <laughs> okay, next one's from James Gelding. This is an awesome gelding. He is a great ranch horse. He is awesome at roping, dragging, and penning cattle. He is also a head horse. He loads and shoes great, too. She was shod on March 5th. She is also great on trails. He will go anywhere you point him <laughs> without hesitation. Super broken handy. Calls and texts only, please. These are all the videos and pics I have of him.
2: She has, does not identify by gender. So. Yeah,
1: non-binary. That's what they call it now. Non-binary. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. My bad. (laughs) So it could be a boy. It could be a girl. It could be anything.
2: It could be whatever. Whatever she or he feels like that day. Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) Cynthia says, uh, Cynthia sent this one in. Horses in, this is a Facebook page. Horses in the Sacramento, Auburn surrounding areas in California. That's a Facebook page. Oh, bless it. I know going to have to get this horse 14 years old gray mare, 14.5 to 15 hands tall located in port of Porterville ride right? no. rides out. Great saddles East load in trailer. Easy message. If interested have videos of her.
1: <laughs> well, I mean this girl can't type obviously, but look at this mare is actually super cute.
2: I can't see her from all the mud that is completely covering oh, her entire look body. Look at her though. cute little
1: face. And look at how happy is she, she is tied to that steel pole. <laughs> <laughs> she
2: looks so happy covered in mud tied to a steel pole standing
1: in six inches of mud. I think yeah. it's like a tetherball pole. Remember tetherball?
2: Yeah. <laughs> it just looked like Because it goodness. even looks
1: like the rope from the tetherball. Like they just took off the ball and they used it as a tie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's sad. Odd. Okay. Don't so- r- Next one <laughs> from Rhonda. This says, not F.S. And there's a cute little pony jumping. Oh, this is, uh, this is from the Ontario Equestrian yes. Connection. This pony needs a job. He is the worst, best pony. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Andy is so lazy, you need large spurs and a big whip and a belly full of fire. After he goes, he will try to deposit you on the floor, which can be prevented with a big hit. He would rather eat a bag of nails than do flat work. Enjoys his fitness being ponied or off the side of a golf cart. Move forward to jumping. This pony is perfect. He will never stop. Auto change. shoe step. Can count the lines. You will win at any showgrounds. Require 30-second lunge at each show to have one buck and tell he- tell you he hates lunging. Lives on dirt and has foundered in the past, being very successfully managed and wears front shoes. Hot Wheels Andy, 12 1. But not FS. Not for Isn't that sale? not so for they sale?
2: Least it, I guess. Um, maybe he tries to deposit you on the floor because you're using giant spurs, a big whip, and a sharp bit. I mean, call me crazy.
1: Well, and also, like, maybe his feet hurt. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But then why does he like jumping? Do we know he likes it, or are we just gonna take their word for it? Maybe he's like trying to like run off, so he's forward when he's jumping because it hurts, and then when he lands, he goes faster.
2: You know, I think we're overthinking it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think all these things. Um, but yeah, it's well, Ontario, um, you can go get it. Uh, yeah. Final one for the day <laughs> came from Sarah Beth: Palomino gelding for nine hundred dollars in Pittsburgh. This is a Craigslist ad. A very pretty Palomino gelding, seven to eight years old, 14, one ish, hands tall. He is <laughs> not as big as I. Oh, this is all one.
1: You can't. You don't have enough breath to do this. I all don't have enough one, breath. You, you can't do it. It's too long.
2: Hands tall. He is not as big as I thought he was going to be. And he is skittish. He is built like a gated horse, but I have not seen him gait. <laughs> I prefer thick quarter horses or TBs. He is supposed to be broke, but I have not tried to ride him. He needs to go. I might consider trades for another horse. Just depends on the horse and just depends on the horse. If you don't like my price, move on. (laughs) You must call if interested to see him.
1: See, this is Um, like the trailer thing. Like, who do they think is gonna call on this? <laughs> <laughs> but he's really pretty. okay, He's
2: just you know scared and we don't know. Well why didn't you buy this horse? Yeah, why did
1: person? they buy him? And she's
2: never ridden him. Well, so but how but does she know if he's broken or not? Fit quarter horses or thoroughbreds. And yeah, this horse is built like a gated horse. I don't know what that means, but then you've never seen him and You've never ridden him. How the heck did you
1: end up? I have questions. I need her phone number, Sarah Beth. So give me the number. I, have to I call think, her. I think it just wandered into her yard. Doesn't
2: <laughs> <There's laughs> know anything horse.
1: about it except for it's a Palomino.
2: It's very pretty.
1: It's a pretty, Ooh, a Palomino. You
2: don't even know how old he is or how tall he is.
1: No. So, and he's like seven or eight. Yeah. I, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, Kyle always laughs because
1: whenever I have to do like a pre-purchase exam, I always like, well, I had to do one for his friend. We were in Puerto Rico on vacation and his like friends like, oh, I want you to come look at this horse. I'm going to buy it. And I'm like, let me just tell you right now. You don't want to buy it. Okay. Just don't buy it. Because these people weren't horse people. So we go and it's in this garage, right? We're in Puerto Rico in a neighborhood and the horse is living in this garage. Okay. So we get there and, you know. I go and the first thing I do is I look the person in the eye, the seller, as I'm parting the lips to look at his teeth. And I say, so how old is he again? And they always lie. They look in your eyes and lie, you know, and it's always like somewhere between six and eight. But, it, <laughs> but then his teeth are always between the ages of like 16 and 20, especially <laughs> when they're coming out of a garage in Puerto Rico. I mean, come on.
2: Yeah, you mean, are you meaning to tell me that somebody that's housing a horse in their garage in Puerto Rico is not 100% honest? That yes. is so
1: weird. Yeah. yeah, I know. And you know what else is super funny? In Puerto Rico, actually, uh, they're all little, um like, they're little, like, Pasifinos. And we went to this one place because the guy wanted to look at this other horse. And he had, the the seller had a stallion that wasn't for sale. And he had him tied up. And instead of a, a hay bag... He had like a whole bunch of bananas and the horse was just standing there. eating Oh, bananas. my God. It was adorable. It was adorable. Uh, is that healthy? Well, I mean, it's probably not that great. But I mean, horses can eat bananas, but that's a lot of sugar for a Pasifino.
2: <laughs> oh, God, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, I, you know, what's funny to me? Speaking of the teeth thing is uh you know, you be on these groups on Facebook, I think I'm part of the like Oklahoma horse connection or something. Oh, yeah. And people will hold up the, the lips open of a horse, and this just happened like this week. And 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 they've still got their like last baby teeth. So I'm like, yeah. it's coming four, you know. I mean it it's it got its three-year-old teeth and now it's doesn't have its four-year-old, so it's coming four. Right. And then you read the comments. Oh, dear God. I mean, the are like most true way to age a horse. The easiest way that you are 100% certain is when the baby teeth are there. Right. Like, it's it's just you can't get around that.
1: Oh, you mean they post it to try to ask people yeah. how old the horse is? And, and it's obviously like God, the easiest how, how, aging. Yeah, that is like super easy. Uh, Do you know how many
2: people said coming for? None. Uh-oh. Everybody's like, that horse is at least 15. I'll tell you what, you can see on the wear of the teeth that it's got a galvanes groove coming down. Like, oh god, God. and just like it's the easiest. So, like, baby teeth are like the easiest. And how many people go to Facebook to have an expert? So, maybe this horse in the garage in Puerto Rico. They were the ones that asked on Facebook. Maybe, <laughs> maybe
1: <laughs> someone's to age it on Facebook for them.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know what? I think he's at least 17 years old. If you start to look, I'm like,
3: he's four. <laughs> no way around <laughs> it. He's four. A four. That's what
1: we should do. We should have people send in like, uh, those pictures. You should get those pictures and you should put it on really bad ads. Oh my God, I need to start a Facebook page called
2: Age My Horse, and I'll just put yeah, like, yeah, yeah, baby, like, here's a foal. He's a foal's mouth.
1: (laughs) You know, he's at least 20. (laughs) Yeah, he's at least 20. Look, he lost all his teeth. He only has two left. Oh my God. There's only two there? (laughs) Woo, he's old as a (laughs) hill.
2: We have a new business venture, Wendy. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you so much for submitting your really bad ads. And Wendy, as always, thank you so much for helping me and being a part of the show. And I appreciate
1: everything. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's wonderful to be with you guys.
2: Oh, love you, mean it. Everybody have a great weekend. Spay, neuter, and gill.